Good morning and welcome to Truth in the Trenches. My spin on a raw, real, authentic look into what homeschooling can look like with five young children. And it is anything but perfect. So today's episode is all about our homeschool day and I'm going to share with you the good the bad and the ugly. So hopefully you can find something to do, do some dishes or do some knitting or just drink some coffee because we need coffee on Monday mornings and settle in and enjoy this episode in all its gory realism. All right, so the first real life thing that we need to talk about is the fact that it is nearly 8 o'clock a.m. and this podcast is supposed to be recorded on Sunday. Sunday, people. So that I have all day to prepare, to write my little blog post about it, and that I can record late at night when every single person in my house is sleeping like a little mouse. But unfortunately, we had company until super late last night and it was so awesome that I just couldn't couldn't say that we had to stop because I was enjoying it and I thought I'm gonna wake up early tomorrow I'm gonna wake up early tomorrow famous last words um so that did not happen because that would have been like four hours of sleep and I was not I was not functioning um at that point so I decided uh, to do it, you know, a little later, and now my kids are awake. So if you hear scampering of feet, I am hiding in my basement, and it's cold, and it's dark, and it's scary. And uh, there is a very good chance that any minute my kids will wake up, and there'll be some screeching in the background, and there's kind of no way to edit that out when I'm talking. So you know what? That's real, and that's definitely raw. So we're just going to we're just going to put that disclaimer out there, okay? Um, so I don't know if you're new to my podcast. It's a little different than probably most people's. I'm not super professional. And I really try to share um, always my chaotic stories because I find that that gives you some point of reference of where I'm at. Not everyone is going to be able to relate to me, um, especially when I talk about this. And we'll we'll talk about that before we talk about this in a minute. Um, so I try to st- share a little bit of my chaos and to, you know, it's humorous and it is often something that makes somebody else out there feel a little less alone. But then I also try to share uh, really realistic tips so that you're walking away from here with maybe some new and fresh ideas. And here's the thing, even if you cannot relate to me at all, there's probably something in here, in this podcast today, that you're going to be like, huh, I like that, or I want to try that, or you're going to get a whole different idea. Because often when we're just taking the time to listen to a subject, then, you know, the more we're kind of thinking about it, the more you're going to get your own ideas that might be totally different from mine. And so I always encourage you to have a pen and paper and just jot down whatever kind of comes to your mind or what you want to try or questions that you have or whatever. And, you know, it we're talking scheduling, we're talking curriculum, we're talking things that are important, things that matter. And so take your time. And uh, if you have some, some point of like, just have a pen and paper handy or your phone or whatever. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit, my disclaimer of sorts. I was thinking about this episode. I was thinking about the fact that even when I posted, I posted um, 
I think last Monday on how, wow, we did school today, but it took us from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. And that's not sustainable and just my struggle. And I was really real with you guys. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like I can't sustain this. And yet I'm not sure what I want to cut. And this is my life right now. Can anyone else relate? And uh, definitely some people could relate a lot, a lot, a lot of people um, could not. And that's okay because the reality is even if you have lots of children, if your kids are even just slightly older or a little bit more advanced than my children, then good chance that you've got older kids that are able to work independently. And that I think is really the crux of my chaos right now is that I only have one child that can work independently. Every other child is in school and every other child needs one-on-one help and assistance. And so I'm interrupted constantly and they all need my help. And I, I, I'm struggling. I'm just being honest with you guys. I'm struggling. I do not have like the perfect uh, routine rhythm down. I feel like, I feel like, you know, that little kind of jerky start stop, like what are we doing? That's not working. Oh, that week we did no school. I really don't have like, I haven't fallen into a good fall. Like, oh, we have it all figured out and everything's going to work. I have to be honest though. I don't know if I've ever been in that place. Like ever. It's just, there's, there's always something. It's like, you might have a day like that, but to have a whole season of that, Anyways, again, that's probably just my life because probably half of you guys out there are sitting there and saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, We fall into a rhythm and it's awesome and we have a routine and we get up and we're done school by 12 and that's so awesome and I'm so excited for you and happy for you and a little bit jealous of you, I'm not going to lie. So let's talk a little bit first off about the chaos, but first I need to drink some coffee and if you have coffee or tea in front of you, this is permission to pick it up and drink it before it gets cold because otherwise we all know that's going to happen. All right. I talk really fast in my podcast. If you're new to my podcast, welcome to my fast talking. Um, so a little bit of my chaos. We can talk about last Monday. Last Monday was awesome. It was probably one of the best homeschool days I've ever had. As far as the way the day flowed, as far as the attitude and how well everybody coped, and as far as the content that we covered and how much we learned and how much discussion that we had by far the best day ever. So it's hard for me to really pick it apart and to say all the things that are wrong with it because it was awesome. The biggest thing that's wrong with it, first and foremost, is that I am, I'm going a little insane. All my kids interrupting me constantly. I am totally a type A personality and I struggle with patience. I've told you guys that before. I struggle with patience and it is it has improved so much from when I started homeschooling to now, but it is a constant struggle. And so when I'm just getting into something and I'm interrupted constantly by this child and then this child and they're fighting and then I find it very taxing. Even emotionally, I feel like I'm always on edge. I feel like I'm always just trying to take a deep breath. It's going to be okay, Rebecca. That's what I feel like all the time. I'm like going through coping mechanisms over here, you guys. So it's taxing. So that's kind of the first thing. Um, second reason that it's not really sustainable is that eight to eight o'clock, my goodness, like, can we have any life outside of school? Because apparently not in that case. 
Um, another thing that I super was frustrated about was that I work. Like, I work, you guys. I am so busy on this blog. You have no idea. I've got other projects I'm working on and I am really busy. So that left me no time because normally I work in the morning early. I work at quiet time in the afternoon and I work in the evening when the kids are in bed. And that day, by evening, I was done. I had nothing left to give. And I don't believe I got up early and worked. And I definitely did not work at any point during the day. So to me, that was not sustainable because it means that I can't, I literally can't work. Another reason it felt like it was not sustainable was so it was taxing on me. It meant that I was unable to do kind of what I needed to. Um, and, and that's just talking about work. As far as my house, you guys, my house was falling apart. It was 530 by the time I like took another break and looked at the clock and realized that, wow, I don't know what we're going to have for dinner. I was on the verge of saying cereal. But then my eight-year-old daughter came up the stairs with pancake mix and decided to make pancakes. And I was like great. I'm going to keep working on studies with this child and you can make dinner. And it was really positive because otherwise we would not have eaten anything of nutritional value. So uh, as far as like household stuff, I just you can't. I can't keep up with anything else. That is literally all I did. I can't talk on the phone. That brings me to another point that makes it unsustainable is that I have so many people that I'm connecting with. We just moved and it's important to me that we connect. I want my kids to make friends. I want us to get involved in the community. And I literally, when people ask me when I can get together, well, I'll look at my calendar maybe in two weeks. Like, because if I do get together with a friend, that's a day that we're likely not doing school because I can't seem to fit everything in. So what it looks like for me on that specific day is we got everything on my schedule done. So my kids all kind of work through their reading and my two youngest ones obviously need my help with that. They do, we do morning basket, which we did like for an hour and a half that day. Um, it was really good for most of the kids. The couple young ones were asking to go, but it was really, really good. We did nature studies. We were working with our new Charlotte Mason um, resources. So I had the Charlotte Mason elementary geography and we did a lesson in that. And we did nature journaling when we were done we went outside and we found some leaves and we were we were drawing pictures and sketching and, and learning. And so we kind of got everything we wanted to done after we kind of do our morning basket. So that's our together time. And I do our read aloud and I do our science in there and I do our socials. And so we even were discussing current events that are happening right now. And then the kids, I was asking them their opinion on that and what they think about this and just trying to start to bring up some issues that are happening. A, a really good one right now um, that we talked about later on in the week was, you know, schools and technology and schools and cell phones and that there's a really big debate right now on which schools are allowing cell phones and which ones aren't because there's pros and they're kind of becoming almost a necessary part of our culture. Got to call home, got to call mom, got to, you know, but there's also a lot of cons. It's very distracting and teachers are getting a little frustrated. And so how some schools have totally cut them out and others let you keep them in their locker and others let you have them. Others take them away in the class. I mean, everybody, every school has their own way of dealing with it. And so it was interesting because we could kind of discuss the issue, the pros and the cons, and then have each of the kids kind of come up with their own opinion. So I'm wanting to bring more 
more of that kind of stuff into our homeschool and get my kids starting to think for themselves, which really, you guys, they're not actually able to to come up with their own new thoughts and ideas. And, you know, I mean, at this point, they're kind of taking the tone of what I'm saying and probably coming up with what they think I want the answer to be. But I, I did try. I did really try to keep it um, as unbiased as possible. And this is the issue. And what do you think? What would you do if you were the school principal? So that was a fun one. So we're bringing in current events. Um, the kids are all doing reading. We have we do Brave Writer in our homeschool. And I'm actually going to be talking about that this week on my Facebook page. And so we do a Brave Writer lifestyle. So that's poetry tea time and working on a writing project and reading aloud lots together and discussion and free rights and all that kind of stuff. So we are bringing in our free rights and everything else. And we we tend to do that in the afternoon. We come back together. So after we do our morning basket, we go outside, we do a nature walk and we do nature journaling. And then the kids begin on their independent work. And there's very little independent work that they actually do independently. But my oldest kind of takes off to his room where it's quiet and he has his reading. He's got, you know, kind of a list of things that he can do on his own, his copy work, his, um, which is also his spelling, his math, that kind of thing. So he goes off and works on his stuff. Meanwhile, I begin one-on-one with all the other kids and I'm trying to alternate it. I'm trying to do um, like one-on-one with one child and having somebody else go work on something that they can do on their own somewhere else and then alternating. So my goal with that is so that I can really give each child the attention and time that they need. I'm doing a separate read aloud with each child. There's a few of them that I do during the day and there's some of them that I choose to do at bedtime. So I'm trying to give each child my time and attention and time to cuddle with me on the couch to do reading. And part of the reason that I felt I felt compelled to do all of this stuff one-on-one with all my kids was because I am feeling like I'm feeling like definitely some of my kids, it's it's I think it's a symptom of just having lots of children is that sometimes your kids cannot get you're keeping them alive, you're feeding them. <laughs> you're not necessarily Um, always having that one-on-one time and discussion and investing all of that, right? Because there's so many of them that you have so much you're doing. And so sometimes I found that I I just wanted to improve on that. And I wanted to give my kids one-on-one time. So is it crazy and chaotic? Absolutely it is. Because you have to understand that while I'm sitting there trying to read the math story, because we do math lessons for a living education. So it starts off the week with a story. So I'm reading a math story with my five-year-old for example and my older kids come in and it's like they come in in like waves wave after wave of children and so it starts off with one comes in and they're like I can't read this I don't know what I'm supposed to do so I have to stop with Aaliyah because I need to read it so that they can get started on independent work so that I can continue with Aaliyah and so I read it to them I get them started I send them off and I just settle down and we start reading and then they're screaming because there's some sort of fight happening so I have to deal with that and then I just settled down and I'm I'm getting started back into the story with Aaliyah and then another child comes in and needs help and they're not sure what to do for this one and so I tell them okay you're gonna have to skip it and wait until I'm done here and it's your turn and then you know another child comes in with a question or needs help or um, can't do what they're supposed to do because they're not sure what to do or so it's constant so by the time I finish that one-on-one time with this child 
you know, sometimes it can take me forever because of the amount of interruptions, and that was the case last Monday, is that it was taking forever. So a typical homeschool day for me, when I do fit everything that I want to fit in, is very long. Now, each of those kids were probably only getting one hour for the younger ones, two hours for the older ones. So there's a lot of people that were saying, you know, well, obviously that sounds like way too much school. That's 12 hours. Like, that's insane. But we took breaks. The kids watched a movie in the afternoon because I had to have a nap. Like, I was, I can't believe how, and it's partly I'm staying up way too late, apparently, as like last night shows you. But also, I just was, I was done. Like, I felt like I needed a break, a time out. So I had a nap and the kids watched a movie and um, and we also had breaks throughout the day. I mean, you kind of just get going and then there's lunch and there's snacks and I send them out on recess and then we were doing nature journaling, so we were walking around outside. So there was lots and lots of breaks. The problem is if you do two hours and two hours and one hour and one hour and one hour and all the breaks and all the interruptions, it just took us all day. So it wasn't that we were necessarily each child doing that amount of school all day. It was more that we were just trying to get it all done. And there's so many of them. And, you know, a lot of you, like I said, if you've got older children that are able to work more independently, you're going to be in a totally different stage. And I believe that this is just a season. I think that I need to get my older ones reading independently because that was that's really going to be a game changer. If they can read independently and they can do their lessons on their own, then that is going to be a game changer because I won't have to do as much and help them as much. And now we can just come together and I can read to them and do just some of those things rather than everything. So that's a little bit of my chaos. That's a little glimpse into kind of how crazy it is. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, that's going to give you more insight because I share what we're using for curriculum. And you're going to see a massive, massive list either on the podcast or you can see it on my blog hiphomeschoolingblog.com. If you go to the podcast button, I link to everything that I use right now. And the thing is, is that it is probably still too much. It's probably still too much. We are, we're going to have to scale back. We're going to have to do some subjects alternating. And I know that. And I'm still, like I said, in a season right now of working out what we're going to do and what it's going to look like. I do have to plan. Last year, you guys was so different. You know, when I post Sunday night and I'm like planning time, you know, who else is planning lesson planning today? Um, a lot of people are like, am I, you know, off that I don't lesson plan? No, I never, never needed to lesson plan before. The reason I have to lesson plan now is that if I don't, then my, first of all, I'm wasting time trying to figure out where we're at what we've already done, what we're supposed to do. Oh, I need to photocopy this, that kind of thing. Um, And because already our days are so long, I need to be as quick as I possibly can. Secondly, my older ones can do some things independently. My, My oldest son can do quite a bit independent and my daughter can do certain things independently. If I have it all laid out in lesson plan, then while I'm working with the other kids, they can just go and look and begin. And at least they're not sitting there doing nothing. So it's really actually critical for me to create at least a rough sketch of even if all I were to write, which I don't, by the way, I write pages and I probably shouldn't because we don't get through everything that we want to. And then I'm replanning it for the next week. Super fun. But I, I find that even, even the other, 
option for you is even if you just said one lesson every day you're going to do one lesson of this you're going to do one page of this you're going to read one chapter in this whatever now at least your kids know whether or not it's the pages this is just what you're going to do and so you can go through and do this one lesson or do this you know chapter on your own while you're waiting for me while I'm working with another child so like I said it's it's chaotic but I do find that lesson planning is a really big there you go that's a tip I'm giving you a tip. If you're if you're agreeing with me in even any of these areas, if you're like, okay, maybe it's not as chaotic. And by the way, none of our other days took us 12 hours because I adjusted. My goal is to be done after lunch. After lunch, I, I could go to like two o'clock. I think that would be even one o'clock would make me happy, but probably two o'clock is realistic because then we could do have another little chunk, an hour or an hour half in the afternoon and start at about eight and finish at 12, take a lunch break, and then work again from like 12.30 to 2. That would be sustainable in the fact that that might be enough time to work through all the kids. And then in the afternoon, we can come back together and do our language arts together. So right now, um, I'm, I'm working on it. That's my goal. That's where I want to get to. And I'm probably going to bring in looping. And we can talk more about that in another one. But looping is basically, rather than saying Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to do uh, science and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're going to do social studies. The problem, what happens, and you'll probably find this in your homeschool is that, oh, this week, Tuesday, we had a doctor's appointment. Next week, Tuesday, we had this. The next week, Tuesday, I just didn't get to it. Well, now you're not getting to that subject because Tuesdays were busy for you. So rather than kind of like that same idea of when I was talking about lesson planning, how you can write out every page, every chapter, everything your child's supposed to do, or you can just say one lesson of this, one thing of this, and it now you don't, it's actually just recurrent. You could, you could have one master schedule up on your wall rather than writing it out, and that's just what you're going to do until things change. So that's kind of the same idea with looping. Looping is you're going to put everything into a loop. So, and you can have different loops for different things. So you could have, and these would be things that you aren't doing every single day, these would be things that you're alternating. So you could have your um, socials and then you could have science, you could have geography, you could have nature study, you could have nature study three times because you want to do it more often. You could have, right, like you're alternating. So now you're just going to work through your loop and you put things in there more times that you want to do more and things in there that you just need to do once a week, like maybe art, you're just going to put in there once. And now it doesn't really matter if you are busy that day because the next day you're just going to go back where you ended off in your loop and eventually you're going to get to it. So it's just a way of ensuring that you're not skipping something because you don't have time. Instead, you're going to keep the same amount of time you have now and you might take you a while to get to it, but you're going to get to it eventually. So that's looping. And I'm going to be trying to do that for some of our stuff, especially some of the stuff in our morning basket, because there's no need for us to do everything we're doing right now. We're doing poetry. We're doing uh, current events. We're doing, and I just keep adding to it, Charlotte Mason geography. I got the handbook for nature study. It's amazing. Um, and so we kind of bleed from that into nature studies and nature journaling. And we're doing science and we're doing uh, social studies, and we're doing, like, it's just a read aloud. I mean, art history, uh, composer history. Like, I've just added, every time I get something that's super amazing, I add it. The problem is, is that this morning basket is getting longer and longer and longer and longer. So instead, I probably need to loop it. Okay, we're going to read from this composer picture book. By the way, Osborne's coming out with a new one next month, and oh, 
they're amazing. There's a whole series of these picture books. So we're going to add that to our morning basket. So I'm going to be doing that with them. Um, but I could alternate that with the art history one and probably alternate that with maybe poetry. There's no need for us to do everything every single day. So I'm going to be working on creating a loop for our uh, morning basket. And wow, I see that I'm already over time. So I better wrap this up. Basically, a typical homeschool day for me, they're different every day and it is chaotic and it is a bit messy or really messy. And some days we're done by noon because we just focus on the basics and other days it takes us forever because we kind of go down a rabbit trail and we have fun with it. And I do not have a balance and I do not have a routine. There is no semblance of, um, of continuity yet in our homeschool and I am working on that and that's my goal and that's where I want to be even next month I think we just need to like really tweak some things try some different things and see what happens for next month but I wanted to be real with you guys and I didn't want to wait until I have it all figured out or share you you know what I want or what I plan for my homeschool days because it's just not it's not reality what I plan and what I hope for is currently not my reality and I think that that needs to be talked about I think that we need to say like listen Every day is different and you're going to have a day that you're going to feel so awesome about and then you're going to have like three that are going to be awful because either your kids are tired or you're tired or you don't get through stuff you're supposed to or it's a new concept they're not understanding. It's going to take more time or you've got a lesson happening outside extracurricular and whatever. Oh man, we didn't even get school done that day. That's normal. Like this stuff is real life and so I feel like we need to talk about it a little more and say that it's tough and that it's real and it's okay to not have all the answers and it's okay to not have the perfect rhythm and routine and balance down and to give you hope, huh, I'm not sure if it gives you hope and what I'm talking about, I don't know if I've ever found, you know, the perfect, the perfect like magical routine. Um, I wish I could tell you that I had, but I still believe that it's going to get better and that we're going to get to that place and I really believe that part of of this chaotic struggle that I'm in and if you can relate the chaotic struggle you're in is probably because you've got young kids and I think that the older our children get the more we're going to come to that sweet spot where now we're not having to it's it's kind of like wiping your kids bumps it's kind of like potty training <laughs> it's a really super strange analogy but let's just throw it out there we all have kids so we all went through this potty training okay you get to a point where it's all the different stages and the next stage is better but while you're in it there's still there's like the the holy grail of stages yet to come when your children can not only go to the bathroom on their own because that's just like one step in but it's when they can go to the bathroom on their own and wipe their own bums who's waiting for that to happen right here wipe their own bums properly, and then wash their hands and flush the toilet and get themselves dressed again. That's like the holy grail of potty training. That's when you're like, okay, my child can go to the bathroom. It's like our kids can do school, but they still need our help for everything. And they're calling us from the toilet, mom, 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 and driving you crazy. That's kind of like homeschooling with young children. They need you for everything. And the time is coming when you won't have to wipe their bum. <laughs> 
That's what I'm trying to say. And I can see that with my 10-year-old. I can see that. He could do everything on his own. It's just that I have one particular subject, one kind of read aloud, one see in sky that I really enjoy doing with him. And I want to give him that one-on-one time as well. And I want to take the time to inspire him and motivate him. So, but he could. He could be doing everything on his own. And so where where I see I see the hope at the end, I see the glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. And it is coming, you guys. So if you're kind of in this chaotic, you know, everything is different and you're going a little crazy and you can't find it. You're just searching everywhere, trying to find balance, trying to find rhythm, trying to find routine. But if you have really young kids that can't work independently and need you, then just take a breath, drink lots of coffee and settle in. Because it's a little bit like a ride. The end is going to come. They're going to become more independent and it's going to become way more awesome. And you're going to enjoy homeschooling a whole lot more the older they get. Right now, it's just getting them to reading independently. That's like the main thing. Get them reading fluently. Because once they're reading fluently, they can now read their own directions and be able to do their lessons on their own. It's coming. Okay. This is probably my longest podcast. So I really have to wrap it up, but stay tuned. I've got another one coming on Thursday, Monday mornings and Thursday mornings are my podcast days. Very sorry. I'm late for those of you who are, were waiting for my podcast and thought I'd forgotten about you. I totally have not forgotten about you. So stay tuned. Come find me on Facebook. I post, um, I'm going live there two times this week. I go live usually Thursdays, but I'm going live Tuesday as well to talk about math. And I would love to see you on there and get to know you guys a little better. So come find me on my Facebook page. It's Hip Homeschooling Blog. And otherwise, I hope you have an amazing homeschool week this week and be encouraged that it doesn't have to be perfect and that there's kind of a beauty in the mess of of trying to figure it all out because one day you're gonna have it figured out but you're gonna be past all this stage and I'm assuming I'm hoping that one day we're gonna look back and we're gonna miss this we're gonna miss this time of just seeing the wonder in their eyes and reading and snuggling up on the couch with them we're gonna miss it and so just understand that this is where you're at and this is the season that you're in and that it's going to completely change in just a few years. So enjoy what you can enjoy right now and give yourself so much grace when you don't fit everything you want to fit in and don't put that pressure on yourself or on your kids. Just try again the next day. It's just a new day. It's a new week this week, you guys. So don't impose last week's issues onto this week. Take a breath start fresh, turn the page, and have an amazing homeschool week this week. You did it. You survived one of my rambling Truth in the Trenches podcast episodes. And yes, I do ramble. I talk a lot and I get going down rabbit trails. So hopefully that was helpful for you. Hopefully it gave you some insight into what a homeschool day looks like for us with five young children. And it hopefully will help you feel a little bit better about your homeschool day today. If you guys are new to my podcast, I would love it if you subscribe to me. You can do that here on iTunes. Um, You can do that on Stitcher and you can come find me on my blog as well. And my blog is hiphomeschoolingblog.com. I'm on Facebook at Hip Homeschooling Blog. I'm on Instagram as Hip Homeschooling. And I would love to get to know you guys and to share more insight and ideas and funny status updates and everything else that I share on my social media channels. So hopefully we'll be seeing you again very soon. I will I podcast on Monday mornings and Thursday mornings. So tune in again and have an awesome day.